Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go. It is Chalk Talk with Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com. You got to go to that website, become a member, learn more about football, and you can learn more about barbecue from Owl's Nest Barbecue than you ever imagined. It's right there in Ottawa. They've got it all. Rubs, sauces, the Green Mountain Grills, and don't forget about Steve Ray's Midnight Oil next door, a proud Michelin distributor. I'll tell you more about that Green Mountain Grill and the rubs and the sauces. want to remind you, though, for Chris's Great breakdowns, week in and week out of Tennessee and who they played and who they're getting ready to play and X's and O's that you'll get nowhere else. Please hit that like button. Yes, hit that like button, subscribe, and share. We greatly appreciate that. So Tennessee, Missouri, Chris, and the Vols handled business maybe too good. Caught a little bit of, caught a little bit of criticism at the end. Uh, I, I want to talk X's and O's as much as anything, but if we can address the elephant in the room, it was the late score, the deep throw on that drive that caught some ire of some uh, national broadcasters. What did you make of it from a former coach's perspective? Well, you know, that's that criticism you're like. You're scoring too much. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll take that. I, um, yeah. You know, look, I, I think a couple of things. One, this is their offense. They don't really know how to throttle it down. They don't really work that four-minute, ground it out. That's the style that I grew up in that I believe. I believe in being able to be multiple, be able to run it effectively, huddle when and slow down the pace, and still score. And, and that's just kind of what I grew up in and what I believe. This is this – is, different with Josh. Josh likes to run this style. It's fast place, always scoring, go deep, attack, attack, attack. And the, the negative for me is not in a game like this, scoring too much. It's when you maybe play a good opponent and you've got a sizable lead. But then as you're continuing to try to score fast, is a tip ball. You throw a pick uh, unexpectedly. You, you have a couple of incompletions, a three and out, and boom, and all of a sudden you got a 17-point lead that disappears very, very quickly because you're going so fast. It allows a team to come back in if they're good enough to do it. Most of the teams like Missouri is not good enough. 
I think scoring a lot of points is what they do too. I think we'd be naive to think that in the event that they need to get style points for the playoffs or, you know, if that matters and don't, they say it doesn't, but they're humans. I think that it doesn't hurt. Okay. And then I think we'd be naive too. And you're not going to get anyone to admit it, but it was Eli Drinkwitz. And I think that was a little bit of the, well, I'm not going to say anything after you said something about our program in July, but we kind of filed that away. And, you know, th- there's a little bit of that. I mean, I maybe if it's another team and we'll see, cause I think they'll have that chance against South Carolina and Vanderbilt too. Um, maybe in that situation, if they're up a lot of points, maybe they take a knee at the end, but maybe with Eli. So my point is, is he may do the same thing in the last three games. But as I've said to you before, and I'll say it again, I think Josh liked putting that extra touchdown on Eli Drinkwitz. And, and, so, I'll, be the, and I'll be the first to say, I don't blame him. I, 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 yeah, I, I don't either. I mean, that, I thought that the way uh, Drinkwitz – Wedge that shot in at Tennessee in the summer was very unprofessional, unprofessional, agenda driven. I mean, immature. It was in the middle of an intro. I mean, they didn't even get to the point. He wasn't even asked about Tennessee. But nonetheless, I love your X's and O's. Give me five people that stood out in the Tennessee Missouri game before we talk some South Carolina. And I remind people hit like, subscribe, and please share. Well, I'm going to give you some, you know, Hendon Hooker, of course, and Jalen Hype, but Brew McCoy graded out well. Squirrel Wright uh, graded out very well. Um, uh, trying to think who else I'm trying to look. Uh, I thought Jalen Wright did a really good job. Dylan Sampson did a good job on the offensive side. By the way, I thought he, uh, Joe Milton played well in, in the snaps. He played defensively. Um uh, I'm trying to look at my notes. Tyler Barron, um, Solomon Page, uh, Turnage. I think all those guys did really well. All right. Let's um, let's look forward. South Carolina. Um, this is a program that you've said before has a glass ceiling, and I would agree with that. Um, but as far as as what Shane Beamer's putting on the field right now, what are your thoughts? Well, I think they're a real inconsistent team. Um, look, I think I think the quarterback they overevaluated, and, and Shane felt like he knew him because he, he Porter recruited him at Oklahoma. He's just not very good. He has no real pocket presence, so they don't have good quarterback play. They don't have any real identity on offense, and defensively, they've got a few good players that are playmakers. I think they do a pretty good job on special teams, but they don't do anything special. They haven't really beaten a good team this year. They're six and six going to go to a bowl game. I said it last year when, when he got them to a bowl game and well, they're going to take that next step and win eight. I, I didn't see it. Here's the thing with South Carolina. It, it, you either got to recruit elite players, which no one is recruited consistently elite players at South Carolina. I'm talking elite like Georgia or Florida typically does. You're not. So you have to have a coaching staff that can, what I call up coaching that you need to really do a good job of developing and be really elite as a coaching staff. And I think that coaching staff is pretty average 
at best, and I'm being kind. So I don't think there's anything special about them. I don't think they're that good. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I think at least Missouri is well coached on defense. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think I think South Carolina, and I don't think you know. So I mean, it, I mean, if you ask me who's a better, co- I think Missouri. I think I think Blake Baker is a better coach than anybody on the defensive staff at South Carolina. Um, I'm not a big fan of uh, Eli Drinkwich, and and his offense has been underachieving. But Shane really is nothing special as a coach. So I just and, and Shane's good young man. Love his dad. Like him as a young man. Former Tennessee assistant as well. Yep. I mean, it's just. Nothing special about them. I think I, I think Missouri's better team than South Carolina. Now we'll see, you know, what happens of uh, uh, having to go there, and yeah, you know, they, it, it's always a challenge. Doesn't mean the game's going to be easier. You know, it, it's it's up to Tennessee. I, I would expect to get similar treatment though that Missouri got. Give me five players on South Carolina's football team because I think a lot of Tennessee fans watch a lot of the SEC, but they, with the college football playoff, they're probably watching more Ohio State and Michigan and Oregon than they would be regularly in November now that Tennessee's in play. Uh, Before I get to that and you give me those five players that Tennessee fans should be uh, wary of or at least aware of. I'll let you choose whatever verb you'd like to choose. But I want to tell you about Owl's Nest Barbecue and Pro Shop, knowledgeable service. Uh, It is absolutely incredible. The area's best product selection, and they've got the Green Mountain Grills, wood-fired pellet grills that are absolutely unbelievable, and the rubs and the spices uh, they've got it all right there everywhere from the butcher barbecue rub to the blues hog rub. You're going to love it at Owl's Nest Barbecue. And don't forget about Steve Race Midnight Oil, a proud Michelin distributor right next door. So it, give, give me five guys that Tennessee fans should be aware of heading into this game against South Carolina. Well, Marshawn Lloyd is certainly when healthy is is, you know, a pretty good player for them and is a guy that I like. I think Corey Rucker, receiver, has some ability, but I think he's got a ways to go. I think the interior of the offensive line is pretty good, particularly their center and their right guard. Um, Defensively, um, you know, to me, I don't think there's a lot of guys that I'm trying to look at my grades to make sure I don't forget anybody. The the corner, the rush kid's a really good player. Um, I do think the defensive tackle, 91 um, Hemingway, uh, is a really good player that I've got graded, you know, decently. Uh, And I think Tyreek Johnson is another good one, the defensive end. But there's not enough of them. I do think the defensive line, not quite as talented as Missouri's, not, not as productive as Missouri's, but I think it's still a strength for them relative to the rest of their team. I still think... Outside the one corner, you can throw the football pretty effectively. I think the only issue would be playing home on the road. That would be the only thing that I would um, that I would think could be maybe a factor. Which you know they they get excited. They very good fan support there, but I don't know that that's going to be. And you know maybe a you know getting excited about. Look, you got to understand if you're Tennessee, it's like hey Tennessee's coming to town now. You know, let's, you know, what do you got? Let's, let's try to spoil them. I, 
I, I don't think that's really the issue. I, I think they're, you know, they're, they're excited about Tennessee, but, you know, I think South Carolina is going to end up with a, with a beat down against Tennessee and likely a beat down against Clemson and going to end up six and six again. That's where I see it personally. I think that's where you picked them in the preseason. Um, actually, I will say this about South Carolina. There are two places I've been in the SEC that I was blown away because of my expectations going in by the crowd. One is South Carolina. I didn't expect much of anything. And um, all my trips there, they were always hype. And the other was actually Auburn, which I think is one of the top four or five toughest places to play that I've ever been to for sure. And definitely in the SEC. Last but, thing I want to. But, but real quick, the thing about South Carolina that's impressive is they've never won anything and they really support it. You know, now you say about AM too. AM's never won, you know, and not one big, but at least it's had some success. But South Carolina's never won. They've won one conference title. Well, I, I haven't. You, 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 I, yeah, you, right. know, you, you know which one that is? It was 36, wasn't it? 1936? No, no, no. Uh, uh, South Carolina has oh, won oh. one conference title. That wasn't Nin- 1969 in the ACC. Oh, I thought the head, the, the head coach was Paul Dietzel. I mean, it gives you an idea of how, you know, the, and yet, and Lou Holtz did a good, Spurry was great, but they have supported all of them. And it's, it's you know, uh, what do they call it? Uh, is it Sandstorm or I don't know, I can't remember what they, they, they play that thing on. It's, it's, it, they, it, it's right on the, it's right, yeah, I think it's, they got the, they call, what do they call those train uh, cars? You've been that on the, yep, you see, they've got those trains. It's it's really you would you would get the feeling going there that it is uh, that is special. It's it's like uh, going to the Grove on steroids. I mean, it's just it's really it's really good. And you would say, man, this must be one heck of a program. And you know they've not they've, they've got better fan support. But uh, yeah, no, you're right. In Auburn though, Auburn has been really good in the past, and they've won big at times. But South Carolina has never done it. So it, it's a good atmosphere. It's about it's you know, it's there's a low ceiling though I think for the program. Yep, I, I think that's right. And if if Steve Spurrier can't win there, and he did win there, but if he can't win a championship, I don't think Shane Beamer's going to do it. I think we can pretty much go with that. I think so that's, why, that's why I said I told him I was I did a little consulting for him, and I told him if you get out of your way. That would have been a perfect job for Hugh Freeze. As long as you can deal with the morality stuff. I'm talking strictly as a football coach. Guy can recruit. He did it, recruited well at Ole Miss. I know he got in a little bit of trouble doing it, but he can get transfers in. And that's a guy that can run a system that's going to make opposing schools worry a little bit. You know, you, you put him in a place like that, then you can take South Carolina a little bit further than what their their normal status is. Because you're never going to – South Carolina is never going to look like Georgia unless Georgia comes down to South Carolina. So I think you got to have a type of coach that can really do a good job. But, you know, the the ex-players, they love Shane Beamer. He's an assistant there before. He was one of theirs. It's great. Good luck. I hope it, I hope it works out. I think, I think about what they have is maybe they could get to eight wins occasionally. That's about it. He's Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker. And it's all brought to you by Owl's Nest Barbecue and Steve Ray's Midnight Oil, a proud Michelin distributor. Chalk Talk, a presentation of Off the Hook Sports.